the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We're the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we start a new week of broadcasting. And I hope that you've been with us the last two weeks because we are in the midst of very specific and significant times according to the Lord's calendar. Two weeks ago, we spoke about the first of the fall feasts, the Feast of Trumpets. Then following that last week, we spoke about the Day of Atonement. And the Feast of Tabernacles is the final fall feast. In fact, it's the final feast of all the feasts. And of course, as we've spoken over the past two weeks, the feasts are specific appointed times of the Lord. And whether you come from a Jewish background or a Gentile background, these are significant because they are prophetic times, and with the exception of the Feast of Tabernacles, they have all been fulfilled in Jesus. Yet, this is the one that is yet to be fulfilled. And so we should have a sense of anticipation of this as born-again believers in the Messiah. Well, as we said over the past few weeks, The fall feast, the spring feast, and the appointed times of the Lord are spelled out in the book of Leviticus. So we'd like to start showing the biblical basis for this in Leviticus chapter 23, beginning at verse 34. Let me say in Hebrew, the Feast of Tabernacles is known as Sukkot, okay? And we'll discuss why it is called that. All right, if you're with us, Leviticus chapter 23, beginning at verse 34. Leviticus 23, 34. Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, On the fifteenth of this seventh month is the Feast of Booths for seven days to the Lord. This feast is called the Feast of Ingathering, the Feast of Booths, and the Feast of Tabernacles. On the first day is a holy convocation. You shall do no laborious work of any kind. For seven days you shall present an offering by fire to the Lord. On the eighth day you shall have a holy convocation and present an offering by fire to the Lord. It is an assembly. You shall do no laborious work. These are the appointed times of the Lord, 
which you shall proclaim as holy convocations to present offerings by fire to the Lord, burnt offerings and grain offerings, sacrifices and libations, each day's matter on its own day, besides those of the Sabbaths of the Lord and besides your gifts and besides all your votive and freewill offerings which you give to the Lord. On exactly the fifteenth day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the crops of the land, you shall celebrate the feast of the Lord for seven days, with a rest on the first day and a rest on the eighth day. Now on the first day you shall take for yourselves the foliage of beautiful trees, palm branches, and boughs of leafy trees, and willows of the brook, and you shall rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. You shall thus celebrate it as a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year. It shall be a perpetual statute throughout your generations. You shall celebrate it in the seventh month. You shall live in booths for seven days. All the native-born in Israel shall live in booths, so that your generations may know that I had the sons of Israel live in booths when I brought them out from the land of Egypt, I am the Lord your God. So Moses declared to the sons of Israel the appointed times of the Lord. Junie, it's really an incredible uh, description because the Feast of Tabernacles allows us to look back at the goodness and the mercy of God for our people as they went through the wilderness for 40 years. And yet, there was a, a picture of what is yet to happen at the end of the age when actually all nations will be called to come to Jerusalem to celebrate gathering together, the great ingathering, and worship the Lord together every year in Jerusalem. And you know, Shelley, Jesus, Yeshua, is the Lord God of Israel. And I remember asking the Lord, why will you be feasting? I mean, the feasts of the Lord, the appointed times of the Lord. What is it about these times, Lord, that would cause you to feast? It's not the feasts of the people or the feasts of the nations or the feasts of Israel. It's the feasts of the Lord. What was it, Shelley? And I really felt like God imparted to me that he would be feasting because he will accomplish everything that is written about him. And that's really what Jesus said when he came to this earth. He said, I have come to fulfill what is written about me. So this is um, a very important time of rejoicing because the um, Feast of Booths, uh, the Feast of Tabernacles, the Feast of Sukkot is the only feast that Jesus has not yet fulfilled, but will fulfill when he returns to earth. Amen. You know, it's interesting, Junie. On the one hand, they, uh, God calls these times appointed times. In Hebrew, the word is moadim. And at the same time, he calls them feasts. And in Hebrew, the word for feast is chogag. And what you just said is so true, Junie, because actually the Hebrew translation into English means it's to move in a circle, to dance, actually to be giddy, to celebrate. So again, we want to point up the significance of that. And I trust that you know, and if you don't, I'm going to say this to you anyway, that the number seven in Hebrew is very, very significant. 
And the Feast of Tabernacles is the last of seven of the seven feasts of the Lord. And interesting, interestingly, it lasts for seven, seven days. And then there's an eighth day, which is a Shabbat. So the number seven is significant. It means completeness or fullness. The sin offerings for seven days on the first day were 13 bullocks. On the second day, it was 12. On the third day, it was 11 and, and, so, and gradually decreased. And in total, 70 bullocks were slaughtered. Now, 70 is a number divisible by 7. In addition to that, 14 rams were killed, another number divisible by 7. 98 lambs, again, divisible by 7. So this is a completion of fullness. And again, we wait for the spiritual fullness to come into the church and for Israel to fulfill their destiny and there will be a gathering together that will bring much joy. Also, on a natural basis, the end of the harvest season took place, and equally, if not more important, from the spiritual standpoint, the Feast of Tabernacles, as I trust you know, followed the Day of Atonement. Five days after the Day of Atonement was the Feast of Tabernacles, and if the people really had understood that their sins were forgiven, through the uh, two goats that we spoke of last week, it was a time of great joy. Singing and dancing were very much a part of this feast. So while they were joyful on a natural basis for the crops that were just gathered in, and they thankful for the rain that the Lord provided for them, the feast was joyful in their remembrance, but it was also joyful for looking ahead of what will happen. In addition, as we read from Leviticus 23, it's a remembrance of the 40 years in the wilderness when they lived in temporary dwellings or booths. So to commemorate that, they built sukkahs or booths and lived in them, as we just read, for seven days. And no doubt they remembered Abraham when he left Ur of the Chaldees to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance by faith. He lived as an alien in a land along with Isaac and Jacob, the fellow heirs of the same promise. So historically and spiritually, Junie, it's just an incredible time to look back at and also to anticipate, as you said before, when Jesus comes back to this earth. And very practically, Shelley, uh, the Feast of Tabernacles is the ingathering. It's also um, the getting of the crops, um, and that's why they rejoiced over the rain and the booths or the sukkahs that were built were places where people ate the fruit and the ingathering of the crops that um, God allowed to be brought forth through the sun and the rain. And so we really see, Shelley, that uh, this is a, a, a time of year or a time in the future when the Lord returns that there is now and will be then great rejoicing and thanksgiving to the Lord. Yes. For he is good and his mercy endures forever. You know, Junie, what's amazing is uh, most of the feasts of Israel, the appointed times, really concerned the natural lifestyle, you know, with crops. Uh, at Pentecost, the first crop was brought forth. And now this is the final gathering of the crops for the season and they were about to enter the rainy season in Israel. 
So the people pray that you've done it before, Lord. You can do it again. We pray for rain. And so God takes the very natural aspects of life and brings forth a spiritual understanding. So again, it was a natural celebration, but we can see that what what is God saying through this? That there is going to be a great in-gathering, not just of the crops, the natural crops, but of God's people as they come to the saving knowledge of Jesus and we shall gather together to worship and praise the Lord. And I know, Shelley, that you and I have a burden for the church to cry out to the Lord for his heart for Israel and the Jewish people, and especially in this day and age when anti-Semitism is rising up its head all over the earth. Uh, We really need a supernatural impartation into the heart of uh, God's people that they would know the heart of God with replacement theology um, cropping up in in this day and age. And the devil's not uh, too happy about God's rejoicing over the feast because he will fulfill them, that the devil is after Israel and after the Jewish people and even the church. So we really need to see that um, we need to cry out to the Lord for his heart and to pray for the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Amen. So again, stay with us throughout the course of this week because we'll be talking about this glorious time, the Feast of Tabernacles. Again, as we said before, a time to look back as well as a time to look forward with great anticipation. Father, we thank Thank you, you, Lord. Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you are the author of these feasts. Yes, thank you, Lord. You call these appointed times, and it's for every believer who loves and calls upon your name. So we pray a blessing upon our listening audience and pray that they would understand their true heritage and their background for their belief in Jesus. We pray this in his holy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.